Robots Radio. Games. Lore. Stories. Community. Just press play. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome to the Cyberpunk Lorecast, where we brave scanning the net to find all the deep history and lore of cyberpunk. I'm Toasty, a fixer that's new to Night City with a desire to jump into the details of this gritty setting. And I'm Genesis, an old school media tech with a love of character deep dives. Together, we will bring you the foundations of the past, the state of Night City today, and the news of the future. We've got incoming. Let's Delta. Welcome back to another episode of the Cyberpunk Lorecast. I'm your girl Genesis, and with me, as always, is Toasty. And normally I come up with something a little interesting cyberpunk-related to kick the show off, but you know what? Tonight... I'm drawing a blank, but I think that's really because we have so much to talk about with tonight's topic. We've been studying up and brushing up our world history and diving straight into Japan, the big boy. I mean, it's small, technically. Japan's not that big of a landmass, but it definitely has a lot of world influence. Mm-hmm. Like, size-wise, not very big. Uh, lore and influence-wise in the cyberpunk universe, massive. <laughs> massive. Yeah, so, of course, normally uh, we follow the trend of things uh, diverging from the timeline around the 90s. Uh, but... Uh, as a lot of us uh, may already know, it happens a bit earlier when it comes to Japan because of a very particular influential figure. Um, so in 1960, you know, 30 years before we usually talk about, uh, is when Saburo Arasaka took control of the Arasaka Corporation. After the Korean War, and accelerated by it, the recovery of Japan's economy flourished. The 1970s and 80s saw the country flourish as it became an economic powerhouse and the second largest in the world. Saburo Arasaka. Now I think I recognize mm-hmm. that name. <laughs> oh, you do? That's good because I didn't. I couldn't. I was like, I was like, this seems significant, but I was, you know, just couldn't put my, just couldn't put my finger on it. I think he used to own a Hyundai. It's quite possible. <laughs> I, was like, 
I mean, Hun- <laughs> there was talk about Hyundai being one of the corporations in Japan, but mm-hmm. um, no, as, it was in course, Korea we- in last week's episode about Hyundai was yeah. in Korea. And it was the only one that we knew. <laughs> yeah, but like, I mean. You can't really include that in 2077 for like copyright, I guess, or not copyright, but like sponsors that you mm-hmm. don't have. Because mm-hmm. if you like normally, like, you know, like people have to sponsor and give you permission to put their stuff in your media. So, yeah, right. I guess in uh, in 2077, you don't get to hear about Toyota or Hyundai. Uh, or the other ones that we actually know in like real life. So, so I don't think that we're going to dwell too much on like the Arasaka Corporation, but we're going to stick pretty heavily to the history of Japan itself. So I will bring us up to the crash of 94 and the collapse. In the 1990s, the world stock market collapse occurred and it changed the world's leading superpowers for good. After the collapse, the U.S. economy and political power took a dive. In its place, Japan became the largest economic power, and the Arasaka Corporation benefited after the crash and was now in second place of the Global 500 list. And it was the only superpower outside of Europe to join the EEC in '92. Mm-hmm. Which we did talk a bit more about. And if you want to go listen to our, e- our sorry, Euro Theater episode, I was trying to think of what EEC stood for and I already forgot. But you know, that's fine because Euro Theater is there and it's much more fun to say. So, yeah, if you want to know a little bit more about that and that relationship, although we'll expand a little bit uh, in this one. Um, moving on to 1995, uh, a grand unification of ministries and agencies was carried out within the country. Japan also abolished the Pacifist Clause, Article 9 of the 1947 Constitution, a decision made by Arasaka-backed politicians. This meant Japan was able to have a normal military again with full offensive capabilities. Consequently, the U.S. withdrew its military presence in Japan. The corruption in the government did not last long afterwards as the Bald Hill political scandal occurred in 1997 and 60% of the Diet or Legislative Assembly, I learned a new term today, uh, were arrested for bribery charges. So does Diet stand for something or does it just mean... For legislative assemblies. A Diet is a legislative assembly. Apparently, a term that can be used for it. Okay. I was like looking at it. I was like looking at this and I was like, I was like, that can't be the word. And I like Googled and I was like, what's the definition of diet? And of course, you get the long list of, you know, diet, dietary, you know, when it comes to food. And then there's a second meaning, which meant a legislative assembly. And I was like, okay, interesting. Welcome to week two of Vocabulary with Toasty. All right. What did they talk about last week? I can't remember. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Some (laughs) definitions of Korean words. Ah, gotcha. All right. In 1997, numerous Japanese zaibatsus 
which I actually believe was one of the words that you explained last week, uh, the Zaibatsus banded together under a banner known as Far Asian Co-Prosperity Spheres. Or <laughs> far Asian co prosperity sphere. sphere. <laughs> I don't like that. <laughs> no. Uh, yeah, no. Uh, F A C S. So it's facts. <laughs> facts were designed to counter Arasaka as it took more political control over the country. The corruption Arasaka brought on the government was soon taken away due to the effects of facts as the Bald Hill political scandal occurred later that year. In 1999, the Korean War brought tension in East Asia, but also prosperity. Under the threat of North Korea's Nadong-13 nuclear missile, the Arasaka Corporation's family Kabuto personal shelter had made record sales. Officially, Japan took a neutral stance on the surface, in reality, Cold War lines were redrawn and behind-the-scenes aid was supplied. However, North and South were too evenly matched. She did talk about a bit last week because, you know, Japan was, I believe, helping the North while the U.S. and China were helping the South. And so... Did, that uh, sounds right. Mm-hmm. So there was a lot of very influential parties in, uh, in that conflict. Mm-hmm. And now we bring it up to the 2000s. Um, despite the early upset of the 90s, Japan was leading the charge in cyberware and computer development. After the wasting computer. plague... Huh? Computer oh, development. Commuter development, not computer. Uh, so, commuting. All right. After the wasting plague had torn through Europe and the United States in 99, finally, in the year 2000, a vaccine in Japan was created to end the conflict. And in 2001, the, Jap- the Japan Aerospace Bureau was established. Yay for vaccines! Yeah! <laughs> They're kind of important. Um, they work. There you go. We just lost all of our anti-vax viewers with that particular thing, which is fine. (laughs) It's fine with me. I'm okay with this. Um, Uh, (laughs) In 2002, the food crash wiped out wheat crops worldwide. As disaster swept through the world, Japan, along with China, Thailand, and Vietnam, made record profits exporting rice seafood, and synthetic food to countries that suffered from the crash. Which makes sense. So if you run out of wheat, switching to rice would be a different food group to go with that still stays within your grains. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no. So, uh, yeah, as we see, you know, while the rest of the world's crashing, uh, Japan is over here soaring um, off of these. So, profiting off of other people's disasters. <laughs> I mean, it's not like they it's, caused the disaster so that way they could rise. They just capitalized on it. Oh, shit. Or did it's they? It's cyberpunk. It is cyberpunk. I don't know. I don't know if they did. <laughs> but, you know, there was, you know, there was talking, I believe, in our China episode about Militech being the reason why that uh, 
plague affected them. So who really knows? Yeah. But anyways, uh, as the Korean War continued into the 2000s, uh, a reporter named Thomas Matthews, a WNS special correspondent, reported participation by Arasaka troops in the Second Korean War, though this was, of course, denied on both sides. In 2007, Yuriko Sujimoto, a graduate student at the University of California at Santa Cruz, Invented brain dance. I thought that was cool. I was like, oh, the inventor of brain dance. It's from California. Mm hmm. Uh, Japan made solid relations with Taiwan due to their efforts in 2009, which saw Taiwan become an official independent country with the support and protection of them under Arasaka. Shinka Tenno, the emperor of the country after the death of Showa Tenno, was removed from power later in 2014. This caused a period of imperial disaster which lasted for years after. Power vacuums. Yes. Mm-hmm. In 2015, Japan was officially removed from the EEC, a move that the government had seen coming. To combat it, they established the new yen currency. And the yen war began in Europe, with Germany aiming to limit international corporations in Europe. In 2017, the new ACPA were rolled out simultaneously Mitsubishi, Sugo, and Arasaka. Both used the SEG Atari VRI and the Mitsubishi Sugo MSAS-17 Trooper was designed by popular manga artist Inoue Kumua. The media provided fantastic coverage, and the SDF received many applicants for Trooper positions. Uh, So, uh, I was actually, I looked at that, and by the way, I just love giving you the paragraphs that have all of the hard-to-pronounce words in them, um, because (laughs) I'm that asshole. Um, So, of course, Mitsubishi Sugo, um, or just Mitsubishi, uh, is, you know, they are, of course, in our world, uh, hard brand, but specifically in cyberpunk, they... uh, Specialize in making defensive vehicles, uh, specifically tanks and armored vehicles. Um, so, you know, that was their part of their development. And then also uh, the Segatari. Um, but of course, Sega and Atari combination here uh, ah, was, okay. yep, yeah, uh, was the. Uh, corporation leader in the gaming robotic humanoids and weapons manufacturing markets around the world which i thought was incredibly interesting because they did video games like robots and then weapons very diverse interests uh, as far as like what you like run build your market around yeah, I mean, I could see weapons manufacturers maybe building some form of VR to figure out if a new gun would work, I guess. I don't know, but that's a really wide 
varying of skills. Interesting. Mm-hmm. And not to mention, yeah, like that, uh, like they, they, the new, like the new thing, the new weapon, uh, was designed by a manga artist. Like it's, it's so interesting, like how, like the, like weapons or defense aspect of Japan is influenced heavily by like individuals that you wouldn't expect, you know, like, uh, you know, yeah, manga artists, video game designers, like, <laughs> it's just I mean, kind of, it's, it's just kind of odd. There's proof so. right here that the nerds will inherit the world. We're going to take over one day. Yeah. I mean, this, this specifically does remind me of, um, uh, Overwatch, uh, lore specifically for anyone who's played Overwatch. Um, Diva, the character Diva, uh, was part of like a like defense force that was formed out of recruits of like the top esports comp- like uh players in the world mm. like they because their reflexes were so adept that they brought them in to like fight gigantic kaiju robots <laughs> i just thought it was an interesting like parallel there but yeah no i was just like okay or if we want to go an even further back reference, War Games, which came out in '83, where a kid played vi- video games, and then the military recruited him because he was a better tactician than who they had currently on staff. With a young Matthew Matthew Broderick. What the fuck? Who the hell is that? Uh, he was the voice of Timon. From the Lion King, which I referenced last week. <laughs> Why is everything so interconnected? Interesting. Yeah. Uh, a young hacker who unwittingly accesses a United States military supercomputer program to simulate, predict, and execute nuclear war against the Soviet Union. All hmm. right. I think we have tangented long enough. On war games. Uh, So let's go to what the U.S. was doing. Uh, The U.S. had largely retreated from the Pacific Rim, with Japan filling the vacuum of power and supporting the economies of struggling countries, the U.S. being one of them. Although tensions remained from the trade wars of the 90s. The United States had still participated in military drills with, but not limited to, Japan and Australia. Mm, They had kind of a deal going where they, like, did all these military drilling between those three places, and then, you know, tensions rise, but obviously the relationship is still pretty good here. Um, And interestingly enough, as we go along, you'll see that the, the relationship between Japan and the United States remains pretty good. Arasaka in the United States, however, maybe not. <laughs> it's gonna be it's a very interesting distinction uh, as we go along, which I did was not making before. And now that I've done this research, I realize is there. Uh in 2019, Jinkyoku Tenno ascended the throne in becoming the new emperor. This marked the end of the period of imperial disorder, and Jink- Jinkyoku Year One began. 
By 2020, Arasaka developed their security division and their forces highly trained at the Arasaka School on the island of Hokkaido, Japan. The Hokkaido training camp is the main training facility of thousands of potential recruits. The country of Japan was now the world's largest superpower. Now, during the time of the fourth corporate war, the Japanese government was worried about their connection in the war effort. Though not having direct involvement, Arasaka had a huge pull, and that worried them. Prime Minister Jiro Kikuchi had put its self-defense force on alert, readying for the inevitable attacks on Arasaka assets. Preparing with the anti-invasion exercises and for the possibility of a Militech-sponsored Chinese invasion. However, the Japanese people saw a time of peace in the country with the lack of Yakuza and Bazokuza, which is the Japanese youth, youth subculture associated with customized motorcycles. Was that Tokyo Drift? Is that what that is there? But motorcycles? Um, yeah, I guess sort of. Yeah, I was like, I like, I was like, I don't know what Bos- uh, Bosozoku is, and I like Googled it, and I was like, okay, so it's like Akira. Ah, got it. Like, like the Japanese motorcycle gang, essentially. So, ah, uh, now they also increased their defense, and it had proven to be the safest time in Jap in Japan's history. Yorinobu Arasaka, the rebel son of Saburu didn't side with Militech during the war. Instead, he played a role in supplying info to the government of Japan that helped their nationalization of Arasaka's native offices. The war had pushed nations to their breaking point. After seeing the success of the EEC taking control of all the assets of Arasaka Europe, Japan nationalized all Arasaka's assets inside the country and nearby territories. The Japanese government apologized to all nations of the UN, saying they could not do anything about Arasaka beyond their immediate sphere of influence. With all of the local Arasaka assets under the Japanese government control and the U.S. entering the conflict to stop Militech, the global war was effectively over in East Asia. The national face was saved. Once the conflict came to an official stop, the government claimed victory, finally realizing that they had the power all along to keep the corporations in check. And the Arasaka Corporation would only go so far till it eventually would bow to the government. Hmm... Moving past the uh, Fourth Corporate War into, you know, beautiful time of the red. Uh, Japan had been slowly recovering from the damage of the Arasaka Corporation's abortive coup. Despite this, the Japanese mainland still allowed Arasaka to hold on to most of its assets due to its strong alliance with the official government. In 2045... Elf Lines Online, an MMO game, was released for the Segatari Rush Revolution Interactive Brain Dance headset. And I believe, if I may, I probably missed it. I believe there's like a scream sheet or something about that specific thing for Cyberpunk Red. Um, I know I've heard J. Carey talk about it. Um, I need to go looking for it. 
might throw it on a screen sheet next week, but I remember that specifically. <laughs> uh, you can yeah. play D&D in Cyberpunk Red. That's what I remember him saying, essentially. Yep, no, I remember that for sure. Um, and then I feel like we talked about this, that it might be something in Chrome, in Black Chrome, too. Was there something in Black Chrome added to added to this? We will look that up and include it on the scream sheets next week. Mm-hmm. But all right, let's move on to 2077. In 2077, a Tokyo faced a housing crisis as the government proposed a solution of draining part of the Tokyo Bay to make room for more mega buildings. The Arasaka Corporation also agreed to put 24 billion new yen towards building new housing to accommodate the growing population. During this, a German cyber anthropologist... What a title. Am I right? <laughs> That's right? Crazy. Oh my gosh. I want to be a cyber that. anthropologist. <laughs> oh, okay. A German cyber anthropologist reported that despite Japan being known for the technological leaps, the people could still be seen using analog, analog film cameras and pocket computers. Okay. So an anthropologist is somebody who studies culture. Um, <laughs> so a cyber anthropologist would be somebody who studies cyberware in culture. I think based on what I'm like reading, just the context of this part right here, I think it's someone who do, who studies the technological culture. Mm, okay. Yep. Probably. <clears throat> so. Well, uh, I mean, of course, cyberware would be a part of that, you know. Right. But like, I think it'd just be, you know, just a, f a fraction of what the grand whole is. So, um, like, I have a camera on my cell phone. Why do I still occasionally take pictures with my Polaroid camera? You know. Yeah. Well, I'm like oh. over here thinking, it was like, are they taking? They're using analog film cameras in 2077, and like, I mean, nowadays, yeah, it's like. You see people with Polaroid. That's like a what a retro thing to do, mm -hmm. kind of like. A, so it's like trying to imagine like that. Like, damn. But also, like, d developing film right now is a dying art. Like, not that many film developing places are still open. Who would do that for you in seventy seven? Apparently, there's a huge culture around it, so they probably have quite a few sources. <clears throat> you know what? Retro record shops are totally a thing. And so I could see retro film developers being a thing. Yeah, for sure. Uh, Arasaka engineers successfully conducted ballistic missile tests on Yakushima. The new electromagnetic missile was to combat the growing terrorist threat as well as other rogue elements that threaten public safety. Rumors circulated of Arasaka developing a new line of reflex boosters that would last twice as long as the current models on the market. The corporation was also looking for willing 
participants for the experiments. Hmm. At least they were willing. Yeah. Hopefully. Now, <laughs> famous brain dance producer Hidoshi Oshima had strived to create real, emotionally touching human experiences with his brain dance studio in Tokyo. For inspiration, Hidoshi traveled to Night City, staying at Kompeki Plaza, where he met with Braindance Talent. A brand new game developing company known as Gintomo started development on a smart holocall simulator that would allow users to design their friends from scratch. The company's hope is to reduce the suicide rates in countries of Asia. Now, I was like, I'm sorry. You design like you can create your own friends with this. Yeah. Like, like I want a friend who has kind of a snarly attitude, a gravelly voice, and but inside is actually a really big softy. Man, you should really get uh you should really invest in this Gentomo tech because it sounds like that's never gonna happen. <laughs> um No, I mean that it's I can see that like there are games right now and even like Siri and Cortana and whatever Google Assistant wants to call herself. Um they all kind of start adapting to your personality. And so maybe it started from something along those lines of let me program my AI to kind of be more friendly towards me and what type of person. Now I can reach out to you whenever I need somebody to talk to. That's fair. Especially with like, I guess the technology here that'd be really advanced AI. So now the brain dancer that comes to Night City, I'm trying to remember if we have a mission to meet with him or see his brain dances. Uh, it'd have to be a double check. I definitely don't think we meet them. I think that uh, it's probably like a side conversation you can hear mm-hmm. in like Kompeki whenever you're in there. I don't think it's during like the the spider bot portion. Um but like maybe in the cafe somewhere. I think you talk to a couple people in there, so maybe you can. Uh okay. I can't exactly remember right off the top of my head. <clears throat> You're supposed to know everything about everything, Toasty. You're failing me. Okay, well, <laughs> I'm supposed to know everything about everything about two different damn universes, so sue me. <laughs> oh. uh, I, is a character wait. featured in 2077? He can be found during the heist quest at Compeki Plaza's bar. Okay, so you get to talk to him. Okay, so it wasn't the bar. Nothing. So you know what? I was actually correct. <laughs> I'm supposed to know everything. I succeeded in that, Jin. How does that make you feel? I said maybe he's one of the people you talk at the bar. Good there job. you go. You were right. You were right. 
<laughs> I'm gonna leave now. You can do the rest of the show. Coming back. I'm coming back. <laughs> <laughs> Imagine just walk out in the middle of the show. It's not even the mid-break yet. After the death of Saburo Arasaka was reported and made public by the Arasaka Corporation, many Japanese public paid respects and mourned the death of the man who helped in the rebuilding of the country during the 1970s and 80s. Yep. Hmm. But maybe he'll come back to us. Who knows, right? It depends on your ending. That's <laughs> true. Uh, let's go to a mid-break. All right. Here we are in the middle of the show where we talk about the show and not the lore of cyberpunk. So... I don't remember if we welcomed Reggie to the family last week, so I'm going to say hello to Reggie, or maybe it was hello again. I don't remember. That brings us up to a total of 15 chooms that have joined the Patreon. It's very much appreciated. Your guys' support helps us upgrade equipment and continue producing this show each and every week. Uh to bring you the best available content out there. It's very much appreciated. You know what, Toasty? I read a really, really long review last week. So can you read this one for me? I suppose. I mean, it's only fair. You read such a long one last week that I I pick up the slack a little bit to read this one. So, it reads, Great show! Five stars. Keep up the good work, Chooms. From John Caps Pipes in Great Britain via Apple Podcasts. <laughs> Thanks, Toasty. Much appreciated. You owe me one. That was that was way longer than I was expecting. <laughs> <laughs> but we do thank you, John, uh, for leaving the five star review on iTunes. It really does help us get seen uh and all the way from great britain hello from across the pond if you are looking to upgrade your dice collection please visit fanrolldice.com and use the code cplc at checkout to get 10 percent off of your entire order another great way to help support us and there is a link directly to it in uh, the episode description. Just remember cyberpunk lore cast at checkout. Alright. Are you ready to get back into Japan and start talking about like the government and foreign relations? Let's do it. So the government of Japan is a constitutional monarchy in which the power of the emperor is limited and is relegated primarily to ceremonial duties. As in many other countries, the government is divided into three branches, the legislative branch, the executive branch, and the judicial branch. Yep. Three branches of government. Sounds about right. All right. Japan has an established structure of foreign relations, and much of its influence can be seen over the globe. Jim, 
Japan maintained strong trade relations with North, Central, and South America. The country has been a key factor in aiding much of the Third World, including the fractured new United States. Brazil and Nusa remained the home of the largest Japanese communities in the world. They had their stint with the EEC, which led to many influential relationships. Germany fought to limit the foreign influence in Europe as the European community became more isolationist. While many European nations had remained on good relations with Japan, such as the Czech Republic or Portugal, Slovakia had the strongest influence from them. Slovakia remained a massive trade partner and was home to the largest Japanese community in Europe. Uh, Australia has remained a military ally to the country, often participating in military drills. The U.S. military has also remained an ally. In Asia, Japan had a strong trade relation with Taiwan. However, the country still struggles with its relations with other nations in the area. China and Korea fear the power and influence the SDF has on the Pacific Rim. Uh, the Imperial House, the, uh, the Japanese emperor, or Tenno, for most of history has been a figurehead and was once the closest thing to God. The Japanese calendar is also determined by the current emperor, the era being named after them. The emperor's power now is purely ceremonial and has no say in politics of the country. History was not kind to the imperial household, and even still the imperial family struggles as it tries to keep up with the time. So a figurehead. Yeah. Now, the economy of Japan is a highly developed free market economy. Japan has a low unemployment rate of around 4%, which is really, really good. Oh my gosh. Um, being the large what's the the current uh the current u.s one yeah oh no i was like who what is the current u.s oh it is okay 3.6 oh that's pretty solid 3.6 percent i thought it was closer to eight oh well actually (laughs) japan's current unemployment rate as of 20 january 2023 is 2.4 wow yeah that's pretty crazy. Although, granted, I think I think considering the uh, very big difference in the current population as opposed to cyberpunk population, four percent still massively impressive. Yeah, definitely. Now, being the largest economic power, Japan controls much of the world and has a huge influence in various countries. Newly developed cities like that of Night City have a huge influence on Japan culture and are often built by the Japanese corporations. Japan's economy has a huge focus on industry, services, science, and technology, agriculture and fishery, as well as tourism. So they like to have their fingers in all the pies. While many countries, primarily in Europe, fear how far Japan's reach has stretched, many still welcome their industry and services offered from many corporations and governments. And just to 
to iterate on that population, uh, currently speaking for Japan, uh, is 145 million in cyberpunk. And only Wait. 4% mm-hmm. of that is unpopulated, yeah. or is unemployed. Yeah, so it's, it's pretty sizable amount of people, especially on such a small landmass, because what, let me think, what's the current, sorry, I'm over here doing stuff because now I'm curious about uh, comparing well, it to things that we might also know. 331.9 million is the 2021 number for the U.S. So about half that for Japan, which is what? A 20th of the size, maybe? Right. Like how many Japans can fit in the United States? Quite a few, because I know... uh the entire main, like the entire island of, uh, like Great Britain, Ireland, and Scotland can fit in Texas 2.2 times. <laughs> That's right. It's because Texas is fucking massive. Exactly. So, uh, the Japanese yen has a purchasing power that is comparable with the US dollar, it is half as valuable as the euro dollar. Japan has a huge number of vehicle manufacturers and corporations. Despite anti-corporate parties like the FACs, corporations still have a hold on the governmental structure and economy through bought politicians and ministries. Okay, because I had to look it up, the United States is about 26 times bigger than Japan. That's that was close. Lot. I said 120th. That was, that was pretty damn close for a guess. Look at me. I'm popping off. You episode. are. You're doing really good tonight, Toasty. <laughs> I'm a Not fucking nerd. Let's go. <laughs> uh, and just so you know, Japan is about 1.8 times smaller than Texas. So one and a half Japan's in Texas. Whoa. Meanwhile, the population of Texas is 25 million people smaller. So there are more people in Japan than there are in Texas. Yeah, that sounds about right. It's a lot of like really open nothing. So yeah, that's true. Actually, it's not too far off because the current population of Japan is 125.7 million as of 2021. So not far from 145. Hmm. All That's right. People on small landmass. But I guess in cyberpunk, it also makes sense because as we know, the vertical uh, space is huge. You know, those skyscrapers are tall. Right. So. Well, there's that. And then we even talked about the fact that they drained water so that way they had more land mass in order to build more mega buildings to house mm-hmm. more people. Yep. So. All right. Got any final thoughts about Japan? Well, uh, actually, Jen, um, you know, as I was doing this research, I, I realized that there's a whole like rich cultural aspect to cyberpunk Japan. Um, 
and I really want to talk about it. But if we were to talk about it on this episode, we'd be here for another hour. And I don't think, you know, I trust that the people that listen to the show love us a lot. I don't think they love us that much to listen to like a two and two hour episode, two and a half. I don't even know what we're sitting at. Um, so how do you feel about doing like a part two? I am all for style over substance when it comes to Japanese fashion and culture and influence. Let's go do a part two. All right. But first, we will shout out all the things and do all the plugs. So follow us on Twitter at CyberpunkLore and on Patreon.com slash CyberpunkLoreCast. If you'd like to hear more of me, you can listen in on the Two Girls One Ship podcast where we analyze, rate, and review all that the world of video game romances has to offer. Right now, we are in the middle of Mass Effect 3, and I am loving it. And if you want more of me, you check out the Witcher Lorecast. Um, if you're into the Witcher at all, we're currently doing a similar kind of concept over there. Um, taking a tour around the continents and talking about the different places. We just did Redania. Um, uh, and I also do the uh, Cyberpunk Red Actual Play podcast, Cyberpunk, Cyberpunk Apostrophe D that I do with the Fumbling for an Almighty Crick game. It's a great show. I listen every other week. And of course, every week on this show, we shout out Miracle of Sound. His new Viking song of Skull is out. I've been listening to it pretty much nonstop for the last few days. I might be obsessed. Hey, we're but- listening to it before we started this episode. I saw it on your Discord. <laughs> Discord Spotify stalker. Yeah. I All right. I just hovered over your name and it was like, oh. Uh, hopefully you don't have any stalkers out there. And if you do, fuck. No. Toast, you say the thing. And hopefully you don't have any stalkers out there because... On this podcast, we stay safe in Night City. Vault Dwellers, join me, Jaxus, Sassy Lady Romer, Eric, and the Creator Maverick as we take topics from the Fallout universe and discuss them with other diverse individuals. We can be found wherever you listen to your podcast. You can follow us on YouTube. You can also find us on Twitter or X or whatever you want to call it using at FalloutRTD. You can send us an email using FalloutRTD at gmail.com. Join us. The conversation has already started.